Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Level Up Podcast. I'm here with my partner, Greg Harrelson. What's happening, Greg? Hey, man. I'm excited to be uh, back together with you. It seems like we've done some things solo uh, recently, but I'm glad to be back on. And uh, of course, with this special guest we got today. Yep, we've got a good one today. And um, Christina Leavenworth from, you're in Pensacola, Gulf Breeze and Pensacola Beach comes to us with, and she's going to bring some unbelievable stuff. If you're a newer agent and wondering, is it even possible that I can get my business off the ground? Christina is going to show you what is possible if you actually put a plan together. And um, she is part of the, the Leavenworth Rinky Resort Realty team, which is one of the top producing teams in her area. So without any further ado, coming to us from Northern Florida, Christina, welcome to uh, the Level Up Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to hang out with you guys and share any small tidbits of wisdom I might have. Yeah, well, I appreciate yeah. it. And um, so just kind of get the uh, audience up to speed. Can you just tell us a little bit about uh, your path to where you are today from a brand new licensee starting out to, to what you've got going on right now? Sure. Um, my background has been in media. I was a news reporter and a news anchor in uh, several different markets um, from Pennsylvania, New Orleans, and then here in Pensacola. In 2016, I decided to get my real estate license because I was pregnant and I was bored. I could not go to my happy hours. I couldn't jump off of tall things and I was going stir crazy. And I'd always, you know, love looking online at houses and I felt like I was driving my realtor crazy just looking at houses for fun. So I figured I might as well get it and hey, if I sell a deal or two a year, that would be cool type of thing. Um, I think a lot of us start out that way and then you start to fall in love with it and it turns into a totally different thing. So um, when I was at the station, I was the morning anchor and I was waking up at 2 a.m. to go to work with a newborn. And that just started to get old after a while. And that was when I was like, you know what, maybe this real estate thing, maybe I'll give it a go. So I had my license 2016, did nothing with it. 2017, I went in and I you know, met with some of the agents at this brokerage and they explained like, you can't be a part-time agent. And I took that seriously. I was like, all right, well, I can't quit my job. So challenge accepted. I'm going to do both full time and I'm going to make this work. And originally the goal just to meet my TV income was if I sell one house a month, then I should meet my income. I can finally leave the station. Well, one house a month quickly became much more. And I sold 65 homes in my first full year of real estate. So now in 2019, I think I'm at like 80 right now. Um, I've recently developed a team and I have a buyer's agent, but she just started recently. So I think out of those deals I have, she's close to three of them. Wow. So um, but yeah, absolutely loving real estate, obsessed with it. Uh, I think you need to be in order to survive this business and kind of yeah. take all the stuff we go through. But I love it and it's been an exciting career. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. You know, Brendan, I want to start off by saying one thing for the audience that's out there. I hear two things. Number one, she goes, oh, you know, I love to look at home. So I thought, why not get into real estate? Listen, don't discount what she just said, because she just got into real estate as a part timer, first year, 65 deals. So she actually has some work ethic. I just want to make sure that the audience doesn't automatically hear that and be like, oh, okay. The sure. second thing is, is I guarantee you people are sitting there, oh, she's a TV personality. It was easy for her. But Brendan, you and I both know we've had a great friend and a great agent working with us that was in TV. Yeah. 
Yep. And some of the things that Christina has shared with us, which was her, the restrictions that she had because of her TV contract, um, actually didn't allow her to leverage um, you know, the things that she had built within the TV industry in her real estate practice. So we actually think from experience, I could say sometimes you're a little bit more restricted than the average real estate agent. So I want to also clear the air on that one to make sure that the audience is actually listening, listening from a place of like, holy cow, how did she do this? Because I mm -hmm. want to dive deeper into like her work ethic. Um, where did she get this? Where did these people come from? Were they buyers? Were they sellers? How did she know them and whatnot? So I'll let you take over, Brendan, but I just wanted to clear the air on that. Yeah, so let's, and, and really good points there. I think that's a good way to start. So let's let's go back to you started, board, got the license, said if I can do a couple of deals here, it wasn't a have to. So you came in and, and ignored the, you know, I don't have to go to work every day. This is something I want to do. So you had some passion to it. Where did you start? Like, where did you start getting the first few deals from? Yeah, so I'm kind of going back to, you know, what Greg had said, yeah, that the whole urine TV thing, a lot of other agents in the area had some hate with that, um, thinking that was the case. And I promise that that was more of a hindrance to me than a help because mm -hmm. people think of you in one box or another. So it was very hard overcoming that and getting people to go, oh man, this girl knows real estate. She knows what she's talking about. She's a hard worker. She's not just a pretty face on the screen type of thing. And uh, a lot of people, when you're a blonde woman on TV, sometimes they put you in that box. And again, yeah, my contract did not allow me to connect TV and real estate at all. So I had to do it completely separately. I could not use any help from that at all. And so yeah, there, there's more challenges there. So anyways, that being said, my first few deals, I talked to everyone I knew about real estate and I just was, I, it was the hunger. I was so hungry and it was like, you know what, this is going to have to work because it got me out of that TV job and I wanted out of it so badly. Mm. Um, so um, I would send people on Facebook, every single person I knew, they got an individualized message like, you know, hey, you know, hey, Joe, your kid's really cute. Hope you're doing well. I wanted to let you know firsthand that I'm now doing real estate and I would just be so humbled and grateful if I can be the person that comes to the top of your mind whenever your friends or family are buying. And I said this to so many people. Some people didn't respond at all. Some were like, hey, that's awesome. Well, and there were, you know, at least a few that were like, actually, I think that we might be looking to buy or sell in the next year. And I got enough of those. And, you know, like kind of once that starts going, you start getting traction and things just start, you know, going faster. Another thing I started was my own networking group. So you guys have probably heard of BNI and all that stuff. Um, a, that costs like $1,500 a year. And it's not, I don't think it's that effective. So I started my own where I found people that were also young and hungry. And we got an insurance agent in there. We got a guy that has like wild animals living in his house and does birthday parties. And we would meet, you know, twice a month where we would just, you know, kind of do that thing where we explain more of who we are and then just expect that we use each other in business. And that was really successful as well. That's awesome. So, you know, you're, I, I love, I just, I talked to everyone that I knew about real estate. Um, so, I, I'm, you, so you basically didn't really start with the database. Um, were most of the business that you got in the beginning, uh, was it buyers? Was it sellers? Was it both? And, um, and then the follow-up question to that is from the seller side business, you know, did you just go in and wing it with your personality? Because you definitely have a lot of energy. And, um, and to me, that energy translates to confidence and that confidence translates into conversion. So I think you've got that natural ability 
to be a fantastic presenter. But where did you start? You just went in there and winged it or did you learn some scripts? Um, again, I'm, I'm just impressed with the fact that you started off so fast. Um, regarding the sellers, um, I winged it. I had zero scripts. I mean, I'm just starting to learn all that. I'm kind of learning backwards because okay. I threw myself so quickly into it. You realize like how little you knew, knew at that time where I'm like, oh my gosh, scripts would have been good. Here's this, a listing presentation. I didn't have any of that. So I just kind of went in and I was me. I was like, hey, you're going to get someone who's honest. You're not going to find anyone that works harder. I'm going to get your home sold. And then once you started seeing that, you're like, dang, I'm good. Like I do know what I'm doing. And that confidence came. The very first deal, I sold their $37,000 like glorified mobile home and then helped them buy a $160,000 home. And that, that was a great learning experience because I got both sides. I didn't know how to do, you know, DocuSign. So I brought that in there and had to like scan it. And then they missed something in the seller's disclosure. I mean, you made every mistake in the book. And I remember how stressful that was. But it was really kind of nice. It was on a $37,000 listing where I was able to do it. And they thought that I was amazing, you know, all throughout. So I think just getting that confidence and, you know, just kind of going with it. I did have a mentor at our station when it, at our um, brokerage, when it was a little bit bigger of it, it was like $150,000 house. She came with me on it, which was awesome, you know, and just kind of helped show me how to do all that. And, but I mean, I, it's just a school of hard knocks. I think you guys know yeah. that. With this. Well, so what was your routine? Yeah. Like, Say the first ninety days of your of your um, of, of being in the business, or first six months. What was your like routine throughout the day? You would get to the office when and 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 besides just you know sending messages on through Facebook Messenger. You know what are some of the other things that you did as a routine to kind of build momentum? I had no routine because I had a newborn child. And I had a very full-time job. I mean, I was being sent out on hurricanes where I didn't have phone service for two days. I mean, talk about freak out and you had four closings that week. So there was no real routine because sometimes I was working 2 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the station. Other days it was different. So um, I'm very, very good at setting up a hotspot on my phone. So my laptop went everywhere with me. So if I was done with a TV interview, as soon as I was done, I'd be back in the car working on contracts, doing whatever I could, calling back, making phone calls, calling them back. I was just trying to survive, you know, and my brokerage, since we are number one, we have, you know, a team that does 80 million a year. And then the next few people are, you know, 30 million, 25 million. So my first year, you know, the fact I did 15 million, I still was like, man, I'm not good enough. So it was really great being around people so much better than you because it helped you rise to the top. Because a, a normal brokerage around here, I would have easily been number one. And it was kind of nice that I wasn't. Yeah, just, you know, I think that's a great thing to, 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 you know, to just kind of emphasize is, you know, there's a lot of agents that are very comfortable um, or they're uncomfortable being around really successful agents. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like for some reason they don't, they, they don't want to join a company that has all these top producers because then they're not necessarily looked at as the top producer. And, mm -hmm. and I know that that's from an ego standpoint. I know that sometimes, you know, that, that, that thought creeps in, but man, it's so, it's, it's so nice to see somebody that says, Hey, look, you know, I want to be around people that are doing more than me. And then what ends up happening is you lift, you push them further and then they pull you further, you know? Yeah. And I just think it's important for the audience to hear because I really believe that, that, that you can grow together. You mm -hmm. can grow together, you know? 
Brendan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I've got three things that I just, I mean, are just huge, huge nuggets here that I just wanted to make sure everybody really, really gets from this. The first was um, you really, uh, my opinion here and what you said, you matched up the style with what you were going to do business with what you are, you as a person are. So you can, mm. Greg mentioned it, you, the energy that you bring and you were just going to say, listen, this is the sphere. This is the people that I'm comfortable with. I'm going to go out there and do it. So you probably had a little bit more confidence in that because it kind of matched up with what your style sure. is. Sure, yeah. And, and I imagine that probably helped out. The other thing is if you're listening to this and do not realize that hustle and, yes. and um, what did I write down? Hustle and just plain hard work ethic will trump everything. Now, if you've listened to Greg and I, you know how we talk about scripts schedule, generating, all that stuff. And you came in the business and out hustled all of it because you said, I don't have any scripts. I didn't have a schedule. I just winged it. But look at what you were able to create with work ethic and just saying, I'm going to do that. Now, you may look back and say, gosh, I wish I would have. I wish I would have started and done it a little bit differently. But the result, you can't, you can't argue with the result. So I think sure. that's it. That's a huge part. And then the last, the last thing that you said about where you ended up, that we've talked about this before, you're normal when you started, you did whatever, 50, 60 transactions, 15 million, and we're like, ah, I'm just kind of low man on the total in the, in the totem pole in the company. That's huge. Because whether or not you're in a, an office or a group that's doing a lot of business or not, you can still surround yourself with people who you have to get up to their level. Because if you would have ended up somewhere where you know you were number one by four or five million, how do you think that would have uh, affected your next year? I mean, would you think that that yeah. would have affected what? I you think it would definitely make you uh, complacent, where you're like, "Man, I did pretty darn good. Let me pat myself on the back." Whereas when you have people that are doing so much better than you, like every time I close a deal, I'm excited about the check, but I'm going to the leaderboard in the MLS. Like, where am I now? Like, I'm, I'm a very competitive person. So I really enjoy that. And, you know, I tell other people at our brokerage that and different strokes for different folks. But I think that, yeah, that competitiveness, that hunger, you, you need that. to if you, if you really want to get to that level, if you want to do 5 million a year and that feeds your family, that's great too. But if you're wanting to be a top producer, I think that those are two good attributes to have. Yeah, yeah. So where do, we, where do you go from here? Okay, so now we're, we're two years into the business, I guess. Is that, is that accurate? Two years yeah. now? Okay. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned before we really started recording that you are dancing around, playing around with ideas, starting to build a team. I don't know if that's in process or if that's just in the thinking stage. But what, when, we, when we talk again in a year from now, where are you? What is this going to start looking at? What, like what is, now that you know things that you didn't know in the past and you've, you've learned what you've learned in the first two years, where does Christina go from here? Um, so I do have a team. Um, it's a tiny team. I have a buyer's agent and she's fiercely loyal. She's very good, but I'm understanding that not everyone is like me and the schedule and scripts and all that stuff is very important. And I think implementing that with her, um, working on getting an admin, uh, it's just kind of hard though, you know, getting, giving up that control. And so I've been working with different people, helping me mentally get there. But um, yeah, I'm hoping that I'll be, you know, 25 million next year and I have a team under me and we're a well-run machine and I have some good systems in place. 
and I can kind of talk about that. And I'm seeing it, you know, the other day she was meeting with someone and she asked them, how do you like to be communicated with, you know, text or phone? And I'm thinking everyone wants to text. So I'm seeing in ways how she might be better suited as a buyer's agent and realizing that I definitely have some weaknesses. So just learning how to be a leader. Uh, I've never been in that position. And so learning how to do that and helping her grow and maybe getting a few more agents on the team and all that. Yeah, is your, is your, is, is centers of influence still your primary um, source of, uh, or sphere, primary source of doing business? Are you now branching out into other pillars of lead generation, whether it's buying leads or, you know, um, online leads or prospecting? What else are you doing to expand uh, lead flow? So um, I am buying leads. I'm mm -hmm. not that thrilled with that yet. Um, it's only been about nine months at this point, And I know that the nurture time is a little longer. So, and again, that is to try to help the buyer's agent because I'm not ready to give up some of my sphere yet. Yeah. That's my name. That's what I've been attached to. At some point I will. So I'm buying leads. Um, I'm going to start doing radio this next year. Um, I'm excited about that to see where that goes. I think that will generate some new listings because maybe at that point, the TV name recognition might come mm. into play. That's where I'm thinking, okay, you know, now that I can do this, this might be an idea. So we'll see. But every time I start going down these different, you know, paths, it's like, you got to go back to the basics. Again, the sphere was where it was at. We're really loving on, you know, the past clients well, doing client appreciation parties, doing um, gifts for Christmas. Um, something that I have been doing though is home buyer happy hours. And we're okay. focusing on different topics. I own several Airbnbs. So we did one recently that was how to make six figures in a year through Airbnb. We had about 40 people show up. Wow. That was something kind of cool. Um, the first time home buyer seminar, we had like 10 people there. Um, and it's been good. And if I'm really trying to allow the buyer's agent to follow up with them and work it and just, you know, keeping her accountable and all that fun stuff. Because I don't have time to manage it all. Awesome. Yeah. Um, one thing, Christine, because you, you mentioned the Airbnb early on and then just again, so obviously you at some point have seen, um, aside from, you know, the goal originally of selling a deal a month to doing what you're doing, there's some other opportunities and you're oh, yeah. buying some properties. Were, were you doing that before you got into, um, like, did that fuel you being an agent or did agent being an agent fuel you with opportunities that you, that you uh, wanted to start in, in terms of like building wealth with properties? Being an agent fueled that. So for us, the first one was kind of a fluke. We were building another house and thought, hey, let's do Airbnb. And that was in it, the past year, we went from zero to six Airbnbs. Wow. So the first one, that was a fluke. And then after that, just seeing opportunity, you know, in the market and knowing you have that built-in discount as an agent yeah. doing that. And we've loved it. And, you know, the most recent one, we're like, man, man, man maybe we should sell one of them. It looked at the numbers. We're making money even in, you know, December for it. You know, our, the bulk of our season is, is the summer, of course. Mm -hmm. So, and then the rest of the year, if you're at least breaking even or making money, then it's a bonus. Yeah. So, now, are awesome. you, is, is Pensacola, uh, I, I'm a, I, I'm, and forgive me, I don't know my uh -huh. uh, area too well. Is there a resort market in Pensacola? Yes, yes. yes. So, so, yeah, it's definitely resort living. Yes, okay, got it. So, um, how much of your business have you tapped into the absentee owner market when it comes to getting listings? Or, and what are you doing to really tap into that market if you, if, if you have? I haven't. I okay. haven't, you know? So, I mean, a lot of it is just because I was so poor when I first started and not really having any money to do anything. It was like, hey, how can I get leads without spending any money? 
So I have joined some military Facebook pages in other markets that I know that people have homes in or they've PCSed over there. And I've gotten a few listings that way where I'm like, hey, FYI, you know, if you have people coming this way or if you still own property here, I'd love to help you. So that has helped a little bit, just kind of connecting with those pages because we have we have a huge military base here. So NAS Pensacola is where every like Navy aviator learns to fly in mm-hmm. the country. So and then they go to other bases, but they start here. So this has a huge, huge Navy base. So the military is an awesome thing to get into. So I've been doing that. I have not done the absentee owner. That sounds awesome. I just no. don't want too many things in the oven. Just kind of focus on those few and perfect them and then move on. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, one of the things that you can have a team member do, um, you know, when you are wanting to promote a certain property and it's in a particular building, you could always have that buyer's agent call all the homeowners to ask them who they know, who they know that might be interested in owning in the same building that they have. And then when they, and when she or he is on that phone call, um, a lot of times that'll lead to a simple question of, well, you know, if you don't know anybody, I'm just kind of curious, when do you plan on selling? So I just, it's a fantastic way. Brendan and I know a lot about resort markets because we're, we're, we, we are, we've been in resort markets our entire careers and it's a tremendous resource of business for you. That's awesome. I love it. And you get the numbers from like Red X? Um, you could get your number. You, you could get numbers from Red X. You can get numbers from Mojo. The key is with absentee okay. owners. The key is with absentee owners is there's going to be two addresses. There's going to mm-hmm. be the address yeah. of the, the, the unit. And then there's going to be the address, primary address of where they actually live. So, okay. you know, a lot of times it's easier to go to the courthouse records and mm-hmm. just export the list, just like you were going to um, uh, do a direct mail piece to that particular building and manually look up the telephone numbers. It's a tedious task. Okay. It's a tedious task that competition won't do. Cool. That's which awesome. means it's open and available for a, a lot of agents. And cell phone numbers are popping up when you Google them or whatever. Sometimes. Yeah, there's so many services that you can look cool. up numbers. Cool. You, cool. You, can get, you can get any piece of data you want these days. Cool, cool. Yeah, I haven't gone that route, but I like the idea. Sure. All right, Brendan, where do, where do you want to take us from here? Yeah, one thing, and in, in we're kind of, we're probably getting a little bit close to, the, uh, to our, our finishing time. This has been really, really good information. I know you put in your bio that you... Um, you started, didn't have a whole lot of extra income, and you mentioned some free services and things that you kind of have, have used through the years. Would you mind sharing any of those with somebody that maybe is in the same position? They're like, I got to find some, I got to find some advantages here and in, in some things that, the, that I can do that are maybe low. I mean, the free thing, I mean, when you have that listing going door to door and telling people, hey, I have this, or when it goes under contract like that, I have buyers, you know, 10 of them that want to buy in this neighborhood, but it sold who, you know, doing, going back to old school basics. Free Just hustle. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Hustle's free, baby. Hustle's free. You know, go to the park with your kid and push her on a swing and talk to the mom next to you and casually mention you do real estate. And then it just gets a conversation going. People like to talk about it. Oh, cool. I live in this area. And then whether you've sold something there or not. Oh yeah, actually I have a client that just bought in that area. Oh cool. You do real estate, you know, just bringing it up. And my husband and I, we would go, we like to go out and stuff or we go to the gallery nights and festivals. We just make a bunch of friends everywhere we went. That was our biggest thing, you know, and everyone we're talking to, it's not in a pushy way. It gets weaved in there. 
you know? But when I, when I first started, I was so hungry. I would meet someone and I would be like, oh my gosh, my name is Christina. I do real estate. And they would be like, I'm not looking. I'm like, well, you're going to win the lottery this year. Here's my card just in case. <laughs> and, I, and I was just so hungry. And that's where, you know, right now I'm not comfortable, but it's like, all right, I know a business is going to come in. Always going back to that hunger and hustle. Because it's infectious. Yeah. People like being around it. They can tell you're passionate. And just doing that and talking to everyone you meet. I was at my, the nail salon the other day. Talked to two ladies that now I have two good leads. We were just chatting and it just pops up. And they tell me what they do. I'm like, oh, I do real estate. Well, here's my card anyway. What's your info? And boom. Yep. That's Keller. Still That's a contact cool. sport. Yeah, contact exactly. Sport. And, exactly. And, 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 and wear your career proud. You know, it's like she's not... She's proud to be a, a real estate professional, mm -hmm. and um, and so when you're when you're proud and you take pride in what you're doing, it's it's really easy to talk to other people about it. Oh yeah, it's just simple. You're not selling, you're you're sharing, you know, and and and, and a lot of business can come from that. So that's awesome. Well, and a lot of people, I'm sure, that are newer agents, they've been real, they've been, they've owned property before. And owning property has been such a blessing, I'm sure, for all of us, just changing our financial future so much. And if some of these newer agents don't realize that and own it, then it's not going to come across. They need to own it and be like, man, this is what can like, you know, you have a built-in savings account. This is going to take you from here to there, you know, and just all the stats about homeowners, how they're in the highest percentage of wealth, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. They have to be passionate about it. And it comes across. Like when people, after people hang out with me and my husband, they're like, I want to buy a house. <laughs> like they just do. Or they're like, I want to buy an Airbnb. I want to do this because they're seeing how much we love it and how, again, our financial picture has changed so much since we started owning property. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. Okay. Good deal. Well, um, thank you very much. You, uh, incredible. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. And uh, if we can help you anyway on the, on the resort market and give you some, some ideas love love to continue the conversation and stuff. So anybody who is out there that wants to be able to get a hold of you, kind of pick your brain and, and get some answers, how do we get a hold of you? Um, I don't know if you guys are going to put up email or not. Uh, Christina Leavenworth Realtor at Gmail or find me on Facebook. Um, I can get my phone number out too. Um, definitely an abundance mindset and always happy to share because other people help me. So yeah, I'll tell them anything I know. Yeah, please send her your referrals for that area. No, no doubt. Yeah, I'm sure I do all of the panhandle, including Gulf Shores and Orange Beach, Alabama. So dual licensed in both states. So definitely send them my way and I'll take care of them. Perfect. Great. Greg, how do we get a hold of you? You know, the best way, um, like I say every time, the best way is just to go to Facebook and message me direct. It's the easiest, uh, you know, way for me to communicate, uh, you know, to those people out there that, uh, that, I, that I can help, maybe have some questions. So yep. Facebook Messenger. Same here with me and uh, everybody that's tuning in. Thank you again. And please make sure to uh, let us know if there's other topics that you want us to cover and things that you would, uh, would like to, uh, to get some more information on. We're always open to that. And please subscribe and leave us a review. The more reviews we get then the uh, better chance we've got to continue getting great, um, great agent entrepreneur candidates like uh, Christina Leavenworth. So thanks again, Christina, and I uh, hope to talk with you soon. All right. Thank you as well. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.